man is born with his hands clenched and he dies with them wide open. Entering life, he desires to grasp everything and leaving the world, all he has possessed has slipped away. Somehow the weighty words, uh, truth of those words found in the Jewish Talmud seem to flee from us in the cynical days of Solomon's midlife crisis. He kind of stumbled upon this same idea. He didn't actually stumble upon it. It was under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit that he wrote it. But in Ecclesiastes chapter 5, in verses 13 and 15, we read these words. There is a grievous evil which I have seen under the sun, riches being hoarded by their owner to his hurt. As he came naked from his mother's womb, so will he return as he came. He will take nothing from the fruit of his labor that he can carry in his hand. Man is myth born of more with his hands clenched. Affects all of us. And having more, doing more, open. being more. We can't escape from it. Entering life, he from desires the to, to grasp the grave, everything. We are bombarded the world, with the idea that he, he dies with the most toys wins. Slipped away. Right? Especially Somehow the weighty words, uh, truth of those words Graphic found style, in the Jewish Bill has described the struggle of a man that reads almost like us. a page out of Solomon's journal. In the cynical journal, days of Solomon's midlife ever crisis, wanted in this life really he kind of stumbled upon this same idea. He, he wanted more money, so he parlayed inherited wealth into a billion-dollar pile of assets. He wanted more fame, so he broke into the Hollywood scene and soon became a filmmaker and a star. We read these words. He wanted more sensual pleasure, so he paid handsome sums to indulge his every Riches being hoarded by their owner to his hurt. wanted more thrills, so he designed, built, and piloted the fastest aircraft in the world. So will he return as he came. He wanted more power, so he secretly dealt political favors so skillfully that two U.S. presidents became his pawns. In his hand. All he ever wanted in life was more. The myth, he was absolutely convinced that more would bring him true satisfaction. Unfortunately, history shows otherwise. We can't escape from it. From the cradle to the grave, we are bombarded with the idea that he who dies with the most toys wins. Fingernails in grotesque inches-long court screws, rotting black teeth, tumors, innumerable needle marks as drug the struggle of a man that reads almost like Howard a page Hughes out of Solomon's journal, leaving the Bible's rights, all he ever wanted billionaire life, really junkie was more, insane by all reasonable standards. He wanted more money, so he parlayed inherited wealth into a this billion dollar pile of assets. Every last he one wanted of more fame, so he broke on into the Hollywood scene and soon became a filmmaker and a star. He wanted more it's sensual fantasy pleasure, that more so will make us happier, to that we will be satisfied when we urge. finally have that one more thing. He wanted more thrills, so he designed, built, and piloted and one more the thing may take many different forms. The problem is that it keeps so he changing forms dealt on political us. favors so skillfully that two U.S. Once we get a hold of the one thing pawns. that we think will make us once and for all, all happy and bring in life is more. It changes shape. And he was and absolutely again, convinced today, that more would bring him true satisfaction. Unfortunately, history shows paycheck. otherwise. This month it could be a better figure or a more this understanding his life. Emaciated, Next year it may be colorless, colorless, a more exciting spiritual experience, a fingernails in church, a smaller church, a new boyfriend or girlfriend, whatever it is, and it could be a very good thing. How eventually died believing the myth of more. He died a billionaire junkie 
insane by all reasons. History is replete with examples of those who have paid the price of this endless. This is the battle that every last one of their biographical sketches almost every day of misery and disillusionment. And when we finally learn the timeless fantasy that more will make us happier, that we will be satisfied when we finally have that one more thing, anything. And that one more thing may take that many endures different for forms. a shorter time than the soul the problem does. Is that it keeps changing, incapable of satisfying the soul. Once we get a hold of the one thing that time we think will die. make us once and for all happy and We're bring us contentment, it anything that endures for a shorter again. time Today, than the soul it might does, be wardrobe of clothes, is incapable of larger paycheck. satisfying the soul. This month it could be a better figure or a more understanding spouse. Next two. year it may be a more exciting spiritual experience, and we're going to look at church, to 11 a smaller morning. church. A new boyfriend or girlfriend, entirety, whatever I think maybe it I will. is, because and it could be a very good, a good thing. When you read it all we at eventually once. find verses one to that eleven, in chapter two. Enough. I said to myself, "Come now, I'll it's test never you with enough. pleasure." So enjoy yourself. History is replete with examples of those who have paid the price of this endless. I said of laughter, empty it is madness, and to read your biographies of misery and, I and with my mind how to stimulate when my body finally with wine learn while the my time was guiding me wisely God, how to take that hold Solomon of took an until entire lifetime to elucidate and do under heaven the few years anything of their lives. my works that I endures for a shorter myself. time than the soul does I made gardens and parks is for incapable of satisfying the soul Circle it. How many times he says it? It's about the time when we die. And I planted in them all kinds of fruit trees. We're ready to die. I made ponds of Anything water for myself. Anything that endures for a shorter from which time than the soul does. Growing trees. I bought male is and female slaves, and I had homeborn satisfying slaves. the soul. Also, I possessed flocks and herds larger than all who preceded Turn to Ecclesiastes chapter two. I also collected for myself silver and gold and the treasure of kings and provinces. I provided for myself male and female singers and the pleasures of men. Many because it gives a good picture. Then I became great and increased more than all who preceded me in Jerusalem. My wisdom also stood by me. All that my eyes desired, so I did not refuse them. I did not withhold my heart from any pleasure. Instead of laughter, my heart was pleased and of all my labor. And this was my reward for all my labor. I explored with my mind how to stimulate my body all my activities which my hands had done, and the labor which I had exerted until I could see what good there is for sons of men to do under heaven. I was happy. few years of their lives. Is that what it says? I enlarged my works. I built houses All for myself. I planted vineyards for myself. I made gardens and parks for myself. Wind. Notice the term for and myself. No circle it. How many times he says it? The sun. And I planted in them all kinds of fruit Solomon trees. Solomon found out the hard and way that if you're looking for, for myself, you will not from which find it panting after pleasures. pleasures. I bought male and female after slaves. After the pleasures of this world. Slaves. Not by also, any stretch of the imagination. No, than all Solomon says just the opposite. As Ravi Zacharias put it in his book, collected for myself silver and gold and the Each treasure of kings pleasure and provinces. Each gratifying pleasure is like the rung of a ladder. Each is able to carry you only a little bit further, but it is not... Then I became great and increased you. more than all who preceded me in Jerusalem. All of those pleasures are also under the sun. All that and my eyes desired, I did not refuse them. I did not withhold my heart from any pleasure, more. for my heart was pleased because of all my labor. And this was Friends, my reward Solomon tells for us all my labor. Thus, I considered it is all my activities which my hands had done, and the labor which I had exerted, of this and behold, 
And he would know I was happy. Solomon not only had the authority, but he also had the means to do All practically anything that he desired. And according to this record that I just read, he did. It was no verse profit. one. I said to myself, Under. "Come now, so. I will test you with pleasure." So enjoy Solomon yourself the hard behold, way. That if you're looking for contentment, you will not find it. Panting after like pleasure. so many others today, pursued after personal the pleasures, pleasures of this world, thinking it would fill the void in his life. Not by any stretch of the imagination. But he wound no, up Solomon empty. says just the opposite. As Ravi Zacharias put he it, in his after book, the pleasures of this world, and ended up sighing each gratifying in despair pleasure instead. is like the rung of a ladder. Each so is able to carry you only a little bit further, but it is not the world able will make to me sustain happy. you. All of those pleasures are under what the sun. What can I do that will give me under the sun satisfaction? Always demand one. Where will step true contentment more? be found? Those questions. Friends, if Solomon tells us anything, it is that you will well, not Solomon find doesn't necessarily give us the answer the pleasures in this text, this but he gives world. us some things that do and not he would know answer those questions. Solomon not only had the authority, first of all, he, he says it will not be found through sensual anything that he desired. Again, and according verses to this one record three, that I just read, I just read verse did. one. Verse two says, "I said of laughter, one, I said madness. to myself, Come now, of pleasure, I will what test does it accomplish? Pleasure. So enjoy yourself and behold, I explored with it my mind how to stimulate my body with wine while my mind was guiding me wisely. like so many others today." pursued personal pleasure, thinking it would fill the, the void in his life, heaven, but he wound up lives. empty. No, this, is, this is Solomon's life. He panted Parties. after the pleasures of this world and ended Parties, up sighing food, in despair fun, amaze, Amusement, amazement, so laughter, wine, foolishness, the best way to find pleasure according to an understanding. What in the, the world will make me happy? Is to indulge your bodily passions, your sensual what can desires. I do that will That's give me make you lasting happy. satisfaction. And no one did it better where no one had more opportunity to do it better than the king. Those questions roll around in your mind. Solomon wasn't messing around here. Well, Solomon doesn't when necessarily he said to himself, give okay, us let's the see answer in this text. With this. But he gives us some things let's that Let's test do not the limits on questions. personal pleasure. First I'm of all, he says, enjoy myself. I'm going to live it pleasures. to the hilt. Pleasure to the full. Again, he meant one every three. word of that. I just read verse 1. Verse 2 says, I said of laughter, it is madness. He did. And of pleasure, what does it accomplish? Listen to the words of Scripture. I explored with my mind how mind to stimulate my body with wine while my mind was guiding me wisely and how to take hold of folly and first first see what good there four. is for the sons first of men to do under heaven four. a few years verse of their 20. lives. You know, this is, this is Solomon's life. Part about Solomon's power and his wealth. Parties, food, Judah and Israel were amusement, amazement, laughter, wine, foolishness, the best way to they find pleasure according to an understanding perspective. Now Solomon is ruled over all the kingdoms from the river to the land passions, of the Philistines and to the border of Egypt. Desires. They brought tribute to serve Solomon happy. all the days of his life. And no one did it better. Solomon no had provision more opportunity one day. to do it better was 30 cores of fine flour and 60 cores of meal. Solomon wasn't missing. 10 fat there. oxen, 20 pasture-fed oxen. And he said to himself, okay, let's see how far we can get deer, this. gazelles, robots, and fattened fowl. on personal pleasure. That's his provision. I'm going to enjoy myself. I'm going to live it to that the hill. Solomon's pleasure to the full. Day. He meant every word of that. Some have estimated that a menu like that could enjoy feed between 10 and 20,000 people. Listen to the words 10 20, of people. and let the your man mind party. fill in the blank spaces. No question about it. Between the lines. He feasted. He was a connoisseur. Four. Fine food, good wine, four. great verse entertainment. 20. He had the best comedians Beginning to test 20. the laughter, Talking the limits of laughter, as, as well. it says here. 
Judah and Israel he was were the all-time as numerous jet-setter as of his day. that is on the seashore in abundance. But what was the final assessment of all this self-indulgent now, Solomon ruled binging. over all the kingdoms from the river to the land of Utility. the Philistines and to the border of Egypt. Madness. They brought tribute no and served Solomon value. all the days of his life. What does it accomplish? Those are his Solomon's words, provision not mine. For one day, verse 2, read it was again. 30 cores of fine flour and 60 cores And later of on, he develops those Ten words even oxen, further in Ecclesiastes chapter 7. sheep besides deer and gazelles, two. roebucks, and fattened fowl. Ecclesiastes That's his 7, provision verse 2, for one day. That was it is better, Solomon's he said, to go day. to a house of mourning than to go to a Some house of Some have estimated that a menu like that could feed between 10 and 20,000 people. Because that is the end people. of every man, and the living takes 10 it and 20,000 people. The man's Sorrow, party, he said, is better than laughter. No question when a about is it. Sad, a he heart feasted. Made happy. He was a connoisseur. The mind Fine of the food. wise is in Good the house wine, of mourning, while great the mind entertainment. of fools he had the best comedians to test the laughter, the limits of laughter. See what he concludes here. Now, don't miss the all-time jet-setter of his day. The Bible does not condemn what was the final assessment of all this self-indulgent engaged in those things. Futility. These simply must be put in their proper perspective. No lasting value. What does it accomplish? Those are his words, not mine. For as the crackling of thorn bushes under a pot, Solomon writes, so is the laughter of And later of the on, he develops those words even futility. further. In other in words, it flares up for a moment, seven, but then it's gone. gone. Look it there. Last. In verse 2, he wrote that in chapter 7, verse 6. Ecclesiastes 7, verse 2. You see, laughter deals with superficial It is better, stuff. he said, to go to a house of mourning Solomon than says, to it's go just to a house of, house of feasting. And like fuel for the fire, because it eventually that is goes the out. end of every man, no and the living takes it to heart. Jesus warned in the parable, he said, is better than laughter, for when the pleasures of this life assume the central focus of our lives. The mind of the wise is in the house of mourning, while the mind of the They literally strangle and choke everything spiritual that God wants to do in us. Now, don't misread the intent. Luke, chapter 8, verse 14. The Bible does not condemn, Jesus feasting. said, the seed which fell among the thorns. Laughter. These are the ones Jesus who have Jesus himself heard. engaged in those And as things. they go on their way, they are choked with worries and These simply must be pleasures put in proper of this perspective. life and bring no fruit to maturity. They're temporary and short-lived. For as the crackling of thorn bushes under a pot, Solomon writes, what are you doing in so your is the time? laughter of the fool what are you and doing this in your daily life. What's your main In other words, it flares up for a moment, but then it's gone. It doesn't Some last. people just live for the weekend. He wrote that okay. in chapter 7, verse 6. And even more so now. I mean, life See, is laughter deals with superficial stuff. Solomon they says, live for the weekend. And when the partying's over, there's this gnawing. And like sense fuel for the fire, it eventually goes out. It provides no lasting satisfaction. I know what that's like. Jesus warned in the parable of many years in the stars that when the pleasures of this life assume the central my focus marriage, of our my lives, of our focus, it nearly wrecked my life. They literally strangle and choke everything Some of you have similar that God wants and to do much harder us. ones. You know about living for the moment, Luke, reaching for eight, the next new 14. pleasure. But if that's all we Jesus live said, for, folks, the seed which where will thorns, we these find are the ones meaning? Who have heard. And as they go on their way, How they are choked with worries and riches and pleasures of How this life and bring you no fruit to maturity. How far does our sensual experimentation need to go before we finally ask ourselves, is this really worth it? What are you doing in your daily is life? Is this What's giving my life substance? Or is it sucking Some the life out of me? Weekend, don't they? Does this profit and even anyone? more so now? 
I mean, so life is rough during asks, when the hard tests in life come, how will we come They live for the weekend, and when the partying's over, there's this gnawing sense of unfulfillment in people. We have lives. nothing to give. I know what that's like. I lived it for how? many years in bars. You want to know how the world converts each other? Before I got saved. It beer, almost ruined my marriage and my family. Drink another beer. It Tell nearly wrecked joke. my life. Take another because trip. Because I thought that Buy another was going to bring me Snort another line. You'll Some of you have similar stories it. and much harder ones. You know about living for the moment, reaching for the next new pleasure. Solomon but if that's all we live for, folks, where will end, we find no, meaning? Absolutely no meaning in it. it always How many banquets can you go to? More. It's the law How many delicacies can you returns. sample? How far does our sensual experimentation need to go before we finally ask ourselves, is this really worth it? Is this giving my life substance? It's written as an imagined conversation between Jesus, Oscar Wilde, and a few little interjections by Blaise Pascal. One author pointedly asks when the hard tests in life come, how will we comfort someone who needs To this point of pleasure-seeking... Being a law of diminishing returns, we Jesus explains to, to Oscar Wilde, he says, each gratifying pleasure is like the rung of a ladder. I you said this know how the world converts It's able to carry you only a little yeah, further, but it's not able to sustain you. Drink All another of those beer. pleasures are under Tell the another sun. joke. In seeking pleasure, you buy another outfit, the body, snort another line. The you forget all about it. Until morning. You sought the sensation, but you sacrificed the individual. Solomon amused himself with a in lot of In pursuing sensuality, you exalt the body no, and profane the person. No in it. It's like emptying a container and throwing it away. More. Life then the becomes just a container. Living becomes senseless. Ravi Zacharias wrote a wonderful little book. I mentioned it earlier. Earlier in that book, sensuality, Jesus, Jesus talks with Oscar Wilde said, on the pursuit of Every pleasure. man and woman and child Great wants to do what's right on his or her It's written terms. as an imagined conversation These between are the Jesus, steps to Oscar Wilde, and a few little interjections First by Blaise Pascal. Then the deception. Only Ravi Zacharias can write a book decision. like that. Right? Pascal interjects and continues to this the point thought. of pleasure. He says, seeking, if God gives us the privilege being a of being a love, returns. Jesus explains Wilde, to Oscar Wilde. He says, each two. gratifying pleasure is like the rung of a ladder. If he had given us the privilege of loving ten, we would have already. wanted eleven. It's able to carry you only a little further. Our hunger not able to is to be a law. You. All of those pleasures are under the sun. Self. In seeking pleasure, you That's pursued the, the body, but you lost the person. This was Solomon's undoing. You sought the sensation. Is totally sacrifice the individual. As Ravi points out in the book, the in pursuing the sensuality, you exalt the body the and profane the shown in the very refusal. It's like emptying a container and throwing it away. Life then becomes just a container. Living becomes People senseless. refuse to admit that, unquote. Earlier Panting after pleasure is no way Jesus to live. Reportedly, has said, had said, "It's like every man and woman candy. and child wants to do what's right Sweet on to his the taste or buds, her terms, but devoid of any substance." These whatsoever. are the steps to imprisoning the heart. Indulging your appetite First, may desire, satisfy the body for a short then time, but not the soul. It finally creates a bigger decision. gaping hole in it. Pascal interjects and continues the thought. The he says, "If God, God gives us the privilege of loving one woman, it's the substance." Mr. Wild. We want to love two. Stuck in their own under the sun perspective. If he had given us the, the privilege of loving ten, Jesus we would have wanted eleven. He addressed the Samaritan woman Our about hunger her spiritual is to be a law four, unto ourselves. The disciples say to Jesus, Rabbi, man, eat. This but was he said Solomon's to them, I have food to eat that you do not total know about. Undoing. 
As Ravi points out in the book, the, the most flagrant demonstration of the self against God is shown in the very the refusal to look at each other saying, way no one brought is never satisfying. Did, did and Jesus finally said to them, my food People refuse to, to admit that. Him who sent me. Panting after pleasure is work. no way to live. That is the substance. It's like eating cotton candy. That is what will satisfy Sweet you. to the taste that buds. That is what will fulfill you. Devoid of any substance whatsoever. So let me ask you the question. What are you pursuing? Indulging your appetites may satisfy the body for a short time, after? but not the soul. This creates a bigger... What are you panting after? The pursuit of Where God. Where are you trying to derive that your satisfaction? It's the substance. Solomon will be the first to tell you Stuck that it's in not going to be found the in the disciples. Once Secondly, Jesus says, after neither will it be found he addressed in the Samaritan woman about projects. her spiritual need. John chapter 4, verse 31. Ecclesiastes 2. The disciples say to Jesus, works, Rabbi, I eat. built houses for myself, planted vineyards, made but gardens, But he said to them, I have food to eat that, that you all do not fruit know trees, about. Made ponds of water, on and on it goes, course, verses 4 to 6. Disciples, Maybe you're not into the wine and the fine totally food under and the, the entertainment sun. deal. Like some They're looking at are. each other saying, you think no one that's more for upscale city folk, right? And Jesus finally said to them, my food is understand the that. will of him who sent Instead, you're a bona fide worker. You're a hard worker. Work. You don't need to be pampered. You that need to build. You need to work with your that hands. You can't imagine you. not having that a project. You. Yeah, I'm talking to you. So let me ask you the question. What are you pursuing? Right? That's the old main ingenuity. Solomon says, if that's your take on happiness, you're in for some major disappointment as well. Because you Where can't you build enough buildings, pave enough roads, plant enough gardens, grow enough fruit, mow Solomon enough lawns, or plow enough dirt. Not be found in it is pleasures. not going to happen. He says, personal accomplishments will not ultimately satisfy you or give meaning to your life. I enlarged it may my give words. you a temporary I sense of joy, of course, myself, pleasure, and a feeling of accomplishment, gardens, achievement, parts, but in the end, when you're laying on your deathbed, it's on simply self-indulgent. Maybe you're not Solomon into the said. wine and the fine food and the entertainment deal. Solomon like was an overachiever you think that's in more this department as well. city folk, right? Did you hate people like that? They're just good at everything. You understand that? Projects, Instead, you're a bona fide worker. He did them you're all. You're a hard the biggest worker. and the best. His you don't need notable to be was You need the temple, to build. Which took him you need seven to work with your hands. You can't imagine not having a project. Oh, he worked on his own house for 13 years. Yeah, I'm talking years. to you. <laughs> says in 1 Kings 6 and 7. Right? That's the old main... He built a housing complex for his many foreign Solomon wives. Solomon says, if that's take on happiness, you're in for some major disappointment as well. High places you can't of worship build enough buildings, pave enough gods. roads, plant enough gardens, grow enough fruit, he mow enough lawns, cities, or plow enough dirt. Walls, gates, it's not going to happen. vineyards, gardens, Personal accomplishments contracted will not ultimately satisfy you or give meaning to your life. Of the Old Testament. It may give you a temporary he sense was. of joy, of course, pleasure, and a feeling of accomplishment, well, was, achievement, though, but it, in the end, the journey was when you're pleasure, laying on your deathbed, it's simply self-indulgent, Solomon says. The American poet Henry Ward Solomon Beecher rightly observed this. Solomon was an overachiever in this he department as well. Is full of promise. people like that? They're just good at everything. Until men get it. Projects, parks, and pools. He did them all, the biggest and the best. His most notable project true? was the temple, which took him seven years to build. Neither sensual pleasures nor personal projects oh, will deliver He worked on his own house for, for life, 13 years. And so far, says in First Kings agree. 6 and 7, 
But if there's one area that penetrates he built a housing complex for his many foreign wives in First Kings chapter eight, and he even established high places of worship for their folks. God to admit that it's also not going to be found in material possessions, gates. Owned vineyards, gardens, parks, contracted irrigation systems. He was again, the Home Depot poster child here of the Old Testament. Success from four worldly vantage points. You know what the problem was, though, as he one man put it, life. the life the journey most was a pleasure, people covet the destination brought him pain. And he achieved success from four worldly vantage points. Let the American poet Henry Number Ward one, Beecher he was powerful. This. He had it's power. Success. Verse 7, is full of I bought male and female slaves, and I had home-born slaves. I possessed you flocks and herds larger than all who preceded me in Jerusalem. He I had power. Too. That's what Solomon concluded. How in the world... Neither you ask, could he have run all of these projects and accomplished so life, much Solomon, and so far, without servants and you yes might agree. But if there's an one elaborate that system of administration of our being, he had it's it. the next you can one. Read about it in 1 Kings at. chapter 4. In the search for the numbers, Solomon would be the first to admit of what he that had. That's also Kings not going to be found in material possessions. 1 Kings chapter 5, verse 13 here in Ecclesiastes 2. And now again, King Solomon, Solomon speaks from his own experience here from all Israel, and the forced laborers numbered worldly vantage points. He sent them to Lebanon, 10,000 a month most relays. People covet and they were in and Lebanon prayed. a month and two months at home. And he achieved and success was over the forced laborers. vantage points. Let me unpack them for you. Now Number Solomon one, had 70,000 transporters power. and 80,000 hewers of I stone male in the mountain. slaves. And I he had, had homeborn slaves. He had I possessed flocks and herds larger than all who preceded me in Besides Jerusalem. Solomon, he had power. Three thousand the world chief deputies who you were asked, over the could project, he have run all of these projects the and accomplished so much? The work. He had without servants all kinds of yes administrative men. abilities. He and was an elaborate powerful. system of administration. Okay. Level he number two, it. he was well. Read about it in First Kings chapter four, second half of verse seven. Here, the numbers the are absolutely staggering of what he had. First Kings chapter also five. Also, I possessed flocks and fact. birds larger than all. First Kings chapter me in five, Jerusalem. verse thirteen. Also, I collected for myself silver and gold. Now, King Solomon levied forced laborers from all Israel, and the forced laborers numbered thirty thousand. In the Hebrew culture, that was a huge indicator of wealth. He sent them to Lebanon, ten thousand a month in relays, and they were in Lebanon a month around the world. Massive amounts of Adoniram was over the forced laborers, precious stones, spices, etc. Seventy thousand transporters and eighty thousand hewers of stone in the mountains. He had Matter of fact, power. he had some Second Chronicles chapter 1 and 1 Kings chapter 10 says Besides that he Solomon made gold and silver so plentiful and so common chief that they were, were over the considered as stones in Jerusalem over the people who were That's doing common the work. He made gold and silver. He had all kinds he of He threw his wealth around quite readily. He was So he was powerful. powerful. He was wealthy. Thirdly, okay. he was a playboy. Look at verse wealthy. 8. Second half. I provided for myself male and female singers. And the pleasures of men, many concubines. Also, I possess flocks Ray and herds larger says, than all. We think we have invented this style also, of living. I collected for myself but silver here it is in the and gold and the treasure of kings and provinces. He had musicians at he his had flocks, beck and call. He had herds. 
and, and a harem of claimants that was a huge indicator of wealth. According to 1 Kings 11.3, he had at least a thousand women. Kings and queens from around the world brought massive amounts of gifts 700 wives and wealth to Solomon. Gold, precious stones, spices, etc. You can read about that in 1 Kings He had all the pleasures of men. chapter 9 and 10. He put Hugh Hefner to shame. Matter and fact, on top of that, he was a Second celebrity. Chapter one and First Kings First chapter nine. ten says that he made gold became and great silver and increased so more than all who preceded so in Jerusalem that they were considered as stones. In Not Jerusalem. only did he have power, prosperity, and every pleasure he money could buy, but he had prominence as he well. He threw his wealth around quite readily. He didn't even have to so let it go. To his head. He was wealthy. Thirdly, he was a playboy. Look at verse eight. Me. Second half, I provided for myself he male and He wasn't like a lot of people who, when they acquire fame and, and fortune, go absolutely men, crazy. Many concubines. No, he kept his wits Ray about Stedman him, which says, I believe we think we have invented this style to of living. To us to not pursue those things. here it is things. in the ancient book of Solomon. More reason to listen to him he when he says it's not worth it, people. It and will a not make you whenever he wanted. According to 1 Kings 11.3, he had at least a thousand women. God wants me to be grateful. 700 wives, princesses, and 300 concubines, to be exact. Wise parents he had all the, the pleasures of men. An ungrateful child is to give he put you Hefner to her shame. or him everything they want. And on top of that, he was a celebrity. Oddly enough, Verse people nine. constantly have every appetite. Then I became great and increased more on, than all who preceded me in Jerusalem. My wisdom stood by me. Not only did he have power, to become prosperity, and every pleasure, I must learn that I can handle disappointment and delay well. gratification with grace. He didn't even have to let it go to his head. That is why practices said such my as wisdom stood by me. and simplicity are such powerful tools. He wasn't like a lot of people who, when they acquire fame and fortune, go absolutely the crazy. The experience of frustration and disappointment is no, he kept his wits about him, which I believe gives even more credence to his counsel to us to not pursue those things. Are you under the illusion that? If More reason to listen to him when he says it's not happy. worth it, people. It will not make you happy. Because you wouldn't be. One author writes, you people say, sometimes like wonder, God wants me to be grateful. Solomon says, why, why bother to give try? me everything I want? You're going to be miserable. I tried. Wise parents know that the most certain way to Power, raise an ungrateful child is to prominent Solomon her or him it. everything. And not just for one day, mind you. But every single day Oddly enough, of every single week, of every, appetite, of every single month, of every single year that he ruled and reigned. Capable people of gratitude in their adult years. If he saw it, he bought it. If he to wanted grateful, I must learn that I it. can handle disappointment. If he thought he would enjoy it, he tried it. With grace but while poverty poses its own set of that problems, so does well. Such as fasting and simplicity are such a powerful Paul reminds us of that quite clearly. First Timothy chapter six. The experience of frustration and disappointment is irreplaceable. Paul writes. Now godliness combined with contentment brings great profit. But we have brought nothing into this world, and so we can't take a single thing out either. You know the old cliche, right? You never seen a hearse pulling a U-Haul. But if we have food and shelter, we will be satisfied with that. Those who long to be rich, however, stumble into temptation and a trap and many senseless and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. Power, prosperity, pleasures, prominence. Solomon is the classic verse. And not just for one day, mind you. 
It's the root. But every single day of, of every single week, the love of every of single month, of every single of year that Some he ruled and reaching for it have strayed from the faith and stabbed themselves it, with it. many If he pains. wanted it, Literally, Paul says that if by he thought stretching it enjoy themselves it, he tried out it. in order to but grasp while poverty money poses or its wealth, own set there have been disastrous so does well. They have hit the bottom rung of the ladder on the spiral us of to that. despair. Clearly, Wandering from First the faith, Timothy he says they have brought upon themselves spiritual and emotional suicide. Paul Friends, writes, this passage now godliness combined with contentment brings great Smells prospects. like a funeral home. For we have brought nothing into this Ooh, world, and so like we can't take a single thing out either. Like you know the old cliche, right? Because it reeks of death. When Paul uses but the words have food and shelter, we will be satisfied with that. He pictures Those someone who, who plunges to be rich, a sword however, into themselves and, and not just once, many senseless but time and time and time again. Plunge people into ruin and destruction. The biblical casualties, Paul says, of this are numerous. Aiken and his family were destroyed because of a fancy coat and a few bars of gold, he says. The love of money and an eye and Sapphira lie. Some people, in reaching for it, have strayed from the faith and stabbed themselves because many possessions were going to make them happy. Literally, Paul says that by stretching themselves out in order to grasp money or wealth, there have been disastrous casualties. in verse 19. They have hit Jesus the bottom says, rung of the ladder on the spiral to despair. On the earth Wandering from the faith, he says, they have brought upon themselves spiritual steel. and emotional suicide. Store up rather for yourselves this passage in First Timothy. Where neither moth nor rust smells destroys like a funeral home. not break in or steal. For where like? your treasure is, That's what that there will your heart like be also. Because it reeks of death. Is that what gives life meaning to you? When Paul uses the words pierced through, it's one word in the Greek, the by the way, he pictures someone who plunges a sword into themselves. Wrong and not just once, itself, but time and time and time the again. The issue isn't in, isn't in what we do with it. The biblical casual what he does Paul says us, of this are right? numerous. Right. That's what the issue is. What it does Aiken to us. and his family were destroyed because of a fancy Sixteen out of thirty-eight parables in the Gospels deal with how we handled money. Ananias and Sapphira lied. Christ said about more about money and possessions than he did about heaven and hell and they combined. Were struck down because they thought possessions. Were in the Gospels, make them one out happy. of every ten verses deals with Jesus money or possessions. That's two hundred and eighty-eight verses you know in the passage, four Gospels. Right? There are over five hundred references in, in the Bible to prayer Jesus and less says, than that to faith. But there are over two thousand references to money and possessions. It was a major issue. Store up rather for yourselves treasures in heaven. And it's where neither is. moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in all his or life. steal. For where your treasure Save is, as much as he there will your heart be also. Anything else. Just is before he died, he said to his wife, when I die, I want you to take all my money and I want you to put it in the casket with me. The acquisition of more possessions. I want, I want to take my money to the afterlife Because there's nothing wrong with, with money in and of itself, by the way. And so his wife promised that she would. The issue isn't in, isn't in what we do with it. Okay. Or rather, what it that does is funeral, to us. Just before the undertaker's right. closed, right. that's the what the issue is. What it does His to wife us. put a box in the casket. Sixteen out of thirty-eight parables in the Gospels deal with how we said, handle money. I know you weren't foolish enough to put all that money Christ in there. Christ said more about money man. and possessions than he did about heaven and hell combined. She said, "I can't lie." I in the Gospels, one out of every ten verses deals with money or possessions. That's two hundred. You mean to tell me you put that money in the casket with him? There are over five. Hundred sure references in the Bible the to prayer and less than that to faith, but there are over 2,000 references to money and possessions. It was a major issue. Paul writes to Timothy, 1 Timothy chapter 6, again, verse 17. Is. 
Instruct those who are rich in this present world all not to life, be conceited or to fix their hope as on much the as he could. He loved money more God. than anything else. Who richly supplies Just before us he died, he said to his wife, to when I die, I want you to take all my money and I want you to put them it into the casket good, with me. To be rich in good works, to be generous and, want, and ready to share. I want to, to share, take my money to up for themselves the treasure of a good foundation for the future so, so that they may take hold of that which is life indeed. That's putting your treasure in heaven. At his funeral, just before the undertakers closed the casket, Solomon later his wife put a box in the casket. Words in the undertaker shut the casket and rolled it away. And, and the wife's friend 10. said, I know you weren't foolish enough to put all that money in there with he that said, he man. He who loves money will not be satisfied he said, I can't with money, lie. nor he who loves abundance with its income. I will put that money this in that too casket with him. vanity. You mean to tell There's me you put that money in the casket with him? There's a evil which I have seen under the sun. Sure riches did. being hoarded I by their owner to his hurt. And when those riches were lost through a bad investment and he had fathered a son, then there was nothing to support him. As Paul he writes come Timothy, from his mother's 1 Timothy womb, so chapter 6, again, verse 17, from the fruit of his labor. Instruct those charity. who are rich in this present world not to be conceited or in to the fix end, their hope on the uncertainty of riches, Solomon but on God. Says the contentment richly we supplies will us with all things to enjoy. The indulgence of our sensual pleasure. Instruct them to do be good, from the to be rich in good works, to be generous and ready projects. to share. Storing it can't up for themselves the treasure of a good foundation for the future, so that they may take hold of that which is life indeed. That's our putting your treasure in heaven. Verses 10 and 11 of Ecclesiastes 2. All that my eyes later, Ecclesiastes wrote these words in Ecclesiastes. I didn't withhold my heart from any pleasure. In verse 10, my heart was pleased because of all my labor, and this was my reward. He said, He Thus who I considered all my activities which my hands had done, and the nor labor which he I who loves abundance exerted. with its income, Behold, this it too is vanity. And there verse was no 13, there is a grievous no evil which I have seen under the sun, riches you know being is, hoarded by their classic, owner to his hurt. And when those riches were lost through a bad investment, and he had fathered a son, then there was nothing to support him. As he had come naked from his mother's womb, so he will return as he came and will take nothing from the fruit of his labor. And it's the justification behind so much in sin in this world. Solomon, in our lives, says the contentment in we pursue will well not come from the indulgence of our sensual pleasures. It won't be derived from, from gluttony achievements to pornography. We convince projects. ourselves that we ought be to be rewarded for the hard work that we do. Material possessions, and in Isn't summary, he says it won't be found through indulging. Or our for the hard either. life that we live. Verses ten and eleven of Ecclesiastes two. Our All attitude is that self-gratification is self-congratulatory. my heart from any pleasure. For my heart was pleased. I deserve this. And this was my reward. Thus I considered all my activities which my hands had done the man says, which I, I deserve a little internet time of pleasure. And striving after wind. I and slave no around profit. the house all day long, no profit says the woman. Sin. My kids don't appreciate no, me and my husband classic, doesn't pay attention to me. I know classic, we can't afford this, but I deserve it. And in verse 11, read some time ago that art critic Robert Hughes wrote a penetrating attitude. critique of American society called The Culture of And it's the justification his thesis behind, was that we live in a society so where people perceive themselves to be entitled world. to having all their desires fulfilled. And, and we take well this as, as part of our birthright. I deserve it. From we accord ourselves victim to pornography, status, by the we way, convince when ourselves that happen. we ought to be rewarded for the hard Friends, work we that we live do. live in a culture of complaint. It forms and shapes life our minds and our hearts. We are simply our not attitude is that self-gratification is self-congratulatory. Question. 
I deserve Who's happier. This? The man with five million dollars or the, the man with five I children. I work hard at the office, the man says. I Answer. deserve a little internet the man time with five of children. Because he knows he has enough. I slave around the house all day long says the woman. My kids don't appreciate me and my husband doesn't pay never attention enough. to me. I know we can't afford this, but I deserve it. The key to contentment is understanding what it means read to some have time enough. ago that art critic Robert Hughes wrote That's a penetrating critique of American society called and the culture of we complaint. do not understand. His thesis was that we live in a society where people had everything, done everything, to be and still feel empty to having all their desires fulfilled. And we take this as, as part Solomon of our struggle. birthright. Verse 11, we accord ourselves victim status, by the way, when it doesn't happen. Labor which I exerted, and behold, it Friends, we live in a culture no of complaint. It forms you and shapes our minds and our hearts. And profound pity we are simply not happy. Earlier, the poet Oscar Wilde, some say he was a genius. Question. But sadly, he floundered and struggled Who's with habits happier? and propensities. The man with five million dollars or the man with five children? He literally threw his life away. Answer. In the man with five children. Because he knows he has He enough. symbolizes a large, in a large sense the spirit of our age in that he was obsessed with art and pleasure. Five million dollars, never enough. Wild, it is said, castigated anyone who tried to take away his right to live with sensual Key abandon contempt and is understanding what it means to have enough. His death. That's the key. 46 years of age. And that is what we do not understand. In November of 1900. What happens when you pursued everything, attributed had everything, to the done everything, yet you still brought on by his indulgent what happened? lifestyle? His work, the Solomon picture struggled. of Dorian Gray, hauntingly captures the nightmare he lived in his endless pursuit of considered all my activities which my hands had done and the labor which I... If you've never read it, it's a story of a splendidly attractive young man, an artist made a portrait of him, and as a young man admired his own beauty, he wished it would endure permanently and any riotous and sensual living would leave him untarnished and affect only the picture, not the real person. Yet sadly, he floundered and struggled life with habits and propensities that, that ultimately crushed him beneath wish. their weight. His life of sensual abandon and lawless living left him completely unaltered in his physical appearance. But of course, unknown to him, he with symbolizes a large, in a large choice, sense, the, the spirit of our age in that he was obsessed with art and pleasure on his face. for their own sakes. Little by Wild, little, it is said, castigated anyone who tried to take away his right to live with sensual abandon. The day came when the artist visited Dorian. The artist, of course, was His stunned death. beyond measure when he saw the portrait. years of age. He pleaded with Dorian to make amends. He said, doesn't it say somewhere, though, your attributed to the self-destruction brought on by his indulgent lifestyle? His work, the picture Instead, of Dorian, Dorian Gray, haunting stabbed the artist the to death. He lived in his Something terrible happened then. He saw blood dripping down the front of the picture. If you've never read it, it's a story of a splendidly attractive young man. Dorian quickly grabbed a knife and, and stabbed artist made a picture with a blood curdling And as a young screen, man admired his own beauty, he wished it would endure lifeless. permanently and that any riotous and sensual living would leave the story him untarnished goes that the picture returned and affect to its only the picture beauty, and Dorian lay marred and scarred bearing the marks. Life would be great that way. Lifestyle. It's a powerful story. Relived his life every of sensual abandon and lawless living left him mind. completely unaltered Very in his true physical to appearance. But of course, unknown to now him, contrast every that act story. Or choice, the portrait he had hidden in the of attic Wilde, the consequences. With a conversation I once had with a man by the name of Bob Jacks, who authored the books Your Home, a Lighthouse, and Divine Appointments. He's a guy that I have Dorian. never met a guy with more stunned beyond measure when he saw the portrait. 
He pleaded with Dorian to make amends. Passion in my life. He said, "Doesn't it say somewhere?" We go to a restaurant, and he would lead two people to Christ while we were eating lunch. White as wool. I'm not kidding you. He would at least witness all of the people around the table and the waitresses. Something terrible happened. He told me the story of how he led four people to Christ in the foyer of his church during a missions conference. They were having a big missions conference. Led to a big church. He fell to the floor. He says to me, Russ. He says, "Here we're spending all kinds of money to send people overseas." Story goes. In 20 minutes, I led four people to Christ right in the lobby of my church. Bearing the marks of his debauched and these, lifestyle. And they told me these words. It's a he powerful says, I tell you, story. Relived every old. single day in someone's mind. Very true to life. That is not the voice of despair, my now, friends. Now contrast that story. That's a resounding note of lasting pleasure. In a conversation I once had with a man by the name of Bob Jacks who authored the Psalm books, 63. Your Home, A Lighthouse, and Divine Appointments. He's a guy that I have never met a guy with more evangelical Energy. Oh God, you are my God. And I giftedness and passion in my life. My soul. We go to a restaurant and he would lead you in the Christ while we're eating lunch. Land where there is no water. I'm not kidding you. Thus you I would at least witness to all of the people around the table and the waitresses. Because your loving kindness is better than life. He told me the story of how he led you, four so people to Christ in the foyer of his church during a missions conference. They were having a big missions conference. He went to a big church. marrow and fatness in my mouth offers He says to me, Russ, he says, here we're spending all kinds of money to send people overseas. And in 20 minutes, I led four people to Christ right in the lobby of my church. pleasures. Panting after pleasures through and parties, they, they projects, possessions, and passions I tell you, didn't lead Solomon to what he was old. looking for, nor did they come through old. for Oscar Wilde. That is not the voice of despair, my friends. Me. The question remains then, what in the world? That's a resounding world? note of lasting pleasure and eternal the satisfaction. Solomon would eventually conclude is the pursuit of something beyond Psalm this 63. world, beyond under the sun. Lasting pleasure will only be found in the pursuit of Read God himself. Contentment's oh not God, found in panting after the you pleasures are my of this God, world, I shall but rather in pursuing the person of God. My soul thirsts for you, my Paul flesh wrote, yearns for you. I learned to be content in any circumstance. No water. I have experienced I have times of need and times of abundance in any and every circumstance. I have learned the secret of contentment. My lips will praise you, so I will bless Whether you. Whether I go long satisfied or hungry, have plenty or nothing, I am able to do all things through Christ, who strengthens me. Praises yes? with joyful lips. This Please be aware, however, all of us God, who quote that verse, material possessions, not sensual Because it's pleasures. easy to rattle Panting it off, pleasures it? through parties, projects, it's possessions, and passions. It's real easy to rattle Didn't off the words, Jesus is all I for. need. Nor did they come through, but you will never know if Jesus is all you need or me. The question remains is, what in the world will? The answer is Solomon would eventually conclude is the pursuit of something beyond this world, as beyond under the sun. Christian Lasting pleasure will only so be wise, found in the, the pursuit of God himself. Take them to heart. Contentment's not found in a society in that has gone pleasure mad, we would do well to go back to the author of life and see what his plan is. Paul wrote, I've learned to be content in any circumstance. We destroy the beautiful... I have experienced times of need and times of abundance in any and every circumstance. I have learned the secret of contentment. Those who honor what whether I go honors, satisfied or hungry, or have plenty or nothing, honor, I am able to do all things through Christ what he who strengthens me. Yes? Leave themselves empty and ravaged. Please be aware, however, all of Friends, us who God quote that verse, 
Not by any means. Because it's easy to rattle it off, isn't it? Scripture says, it's real easy to rattle off the words, Jesus is all I need. Pleasures forevermore. But you will never know if Jesus is all you need until Jesus is earthly pleasures are meant to point us ultimately to the greatest pleasure of all, so the presence right. of our heavenly Father with us. Listen to these words as I close. And that comes Christian only teacher. one way. So the wise, some of the wisest Jesus, words of our times, the take son. them to heart. Jesus said, In a society that has no gone pleasure mad, we would do well to go me. back to the author of life and see what his plan is. That's where you're going to find your hope. If we do not, and your fulfillment, we destroy the beautiful and live with the hideous all the while masking it by our pretense that all is well. Those who honor what he honors or what he intended for us to honor will find fulfillment. Those who desecrate what he has made sacred will leave themselves empty and ravaged. Friends, God is not against pleasure, not by any means. On the contrary, the Scripture says, in thy presence there is fullness of joy in thy right hand are pleasures forevermore. Every other passion will exhaust itself, folks. Earthly pleasures are meant to point us ultimately to the greatest pleasure of all, the presence of our heavenly Father with us. And that comes only one way, through Jesus, the Son. Jesus said, no one comes to the Father but through me. That's where you're going to find your hope and your fulfillment.